What up, kids? Where are you? I'm in Lynn. What up? What up, dude? <laughs> How are you? And I'm so sorry. Yo, dude, let Hi. me tell you. Actually, while I said that, did you know Tom tried his fucking hardest to hit that pitch? And that's how that came about. Like, he was actually trying to hit that high pitch. And that's how it came out. He wasn't trying to emphasize the yeah. He was that's just trying solid. to... Oh, yes. Tell you, like just stretched himself, bro. I was like listening to the the Zane interview, and they got to that part, and I was like, they were talking about like that, like how Tom's voice is very like unique in certain parts, and how it's kind of like like a huge thing now. That's just like what it is. And he was saying, yeah, uh, I actually tried really hard <laughs> to fucking uh-huh. hit that note, and that's what happened. I wasn't trying to make this new like like theme for people, but that's just the way it is. <laughs> Where are you? That's so oh, funny. Shit. Welcome to Empty Space Podcast, episode 147. Final part of Blink-182. Hot Trace. One more time. And that's it for us. One more time for Blink. I don't know the next time we'll get an album. But this has been fun. This has been. This has been fun. Um, It's been lovely. But yeah, I think this is an episode we're just going to jump right into it. Yeah? Hey? Yeah, pretty much. I mean... Like we said last week, we are like pre-recording these, so we really don't have much on any news notes and new releases. I think we're going to do just a solid probably hour episode of that at some point. Yeah. Uh, So the next few, I think we're going to skip on that uh, unless something crazy happens. But uh, yeah, so I think, yeah, we're just going to do finish this. Then we're probably going to finish Uno. And then we're going to jump into probably Knuckle Puck and Youth Fountain. Ooh, Youth Fountain, dude. I got a sneak peek. I know it's it's out by now. It's been out. But like like Batch said, we were pre-recording this. But there was a sneak peek. Did you hear it on his um, Instagram post when he was oh, dressing up for did Halloween? Did I hear it? Oh. Dude. Ooh. I can't wait. Oh, man. Can't wait. I, can't album wait. of the year. Album of the year. I'm telling you right now. Album of the year. Album of the year. I know what yours is, but that's you that's already mine. know. Uh, this is the episode we're doing. That's yeah, but. dude. That's oh man, that's gonna be it. So, holy anyway. Tolodi, Tolodis. What is it? Holy Tamolis. Holy Tamales? Toledo. Toledo. Wow, I was way off. Um, cool. One more time. One more time. One more time. So a few fun facts before we get into it. Uh, I did just mention one of them, which I I didn't even write down. It was just cool. Um, so. Mark said him and Tom always wanted to one up each other and just kind of that's how their influence came between the two of them fighting back and forth. Sometimes it was animosity. Other times it was just the normal thing in music where one person wants to just be like, yo, you made that song. I'm going to do one better. Something again, I feel we all felt in their later music and a reason why we consistently see Mark and Tom switching parts on taking the lead in the songs. As far as Tom leaving, Angel Nairaves, 
that was an expression for hope and love because of Tom's personal life, his emotional abuse and his divorce. So leaving the band, starting AVA, getting more sentimental. AVA is more of an expression of hope, which is obviously hope is his big thing and love is his big thing. So I thought that was pretty interesting. Um, another thing that was cool in that in this breakdown, there is a song called Fuckface that Travis Barker screams <laughs> on. It's a hardcore song. We're going to get it. into it. But Tom actually was also screaming in on it too. Uh, and Mark actually didn't even know that until that interview. He found out. He was like, Tom, you're on that? He's like, yeah, it's everything's so dis- distorted that you could barely hear it. But yeah, Tom's on that as well. That's cool. Um, Obvious and Miss You. Old Blink songs from Self-Titled. Yeah. Travis actually had the vocal ideas, some vocal ideas for those songs back in the day. Uh, and he would sing those to the guys. And they both said he had a really good voice. So Tom, because Tom and Mark both were like, yeah, Travis can actually sing. He's been singing for a while. He just doesn't really sing with us. <laughs> kind of a hidden treasure. Thanks. Thanks. Yeah. That's great. That's funny. That's awesome. And last thing here, we had back in the day when Blink first started, uh, we all remember when Travis Barker found out that he was having a baby, right? Yep. Remember through the Kardashians coming through with the sign, replaying yeah, yeah. the Blink music video. So I, I didn't know if that was real or not. And in this interview, we find out that that was completely real, as in it wasn't staged. Travis had no idea. Mark and Tom both knew and both were told that they were this was going to happen um, and that the sign was going to happen and everything. So for Travis Barker, that was a complete, complete, utter like surprise. And he really didn't want to play the show after, which I don't blame him. He didn't really like, am I supposed to be up here? So, I mean, I don't know. I, I wouldn't want to play either, but you kind of got to do what you got to do. But thought it was cool that it really was a surprise because honestly, I think a bunch of this like, shit is always fucking bullshit and they always oh it's set up for instagram and fucking social media but he really didn't know and uh that's uh it's cool man that's all i got for the last of it here that's pretty cool some fun facts in there (laughs) but um yeah that the wave keeps crashing bro and i guess we'll just get into blink wave eh yeah 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 might as well all right blink wave let's go Jamborindo, we got the new style, eh? A little bit yeah. of that cure, a little bit of yeah, that cure. Just a bit, just a bit. Whoo, you can tell Mark's influence on this song for sure. Yep, yep. Being that this was so 80s, so synth, so fucking the cure, like, it's awesome. I remember Batch was listening to it and before he, I know, I know you knew that Mark's favorite band was the cure. But I, I could tell you forgot because when you were listening to it, your, his thoughts were like, dude, it sounds like The Cure, man. Like, yeah, this, was yeah, this yeah. influence? And I was like, yeah, it's Mark's. He's in the intro. He's like, yeah, Mark's favorite. Oh, my God. This makes so much sense. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because, <laughs> like, I'd listen to it and I'd be like, this is a strange little, how do you do they threw in there? And then I'm like, I was like, that's interesting. And then it just never dawned on me until now. And I was listening to it just now. And I was like, oh, that's that's what that is neat it's fucking it's it gives me it gives me i love tom's part for sure i honestly that first wasn't the biggest fan of this song again just because it was yeah. new and different uh i think listening to the interviews give me a lot of different perspective on how to 
listen to this in my own self, but this gives me the biggest dance floor vibes. Something you just play at a party to dance a vibe with. Definitely. I hope they play this live. That I don't, dude, I don't know. I feel I feel like they should, but I don't yeah, I, I would hope so. This would be a fun one. Dun 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 dun. God, that's so cure. Just when you like did that, like that's so yeah. like the cure. So like that almost like that 80s pop wave with all yeah, the synth right. and stuff. So cool. What a fucking good song, dude. I mean, it's fun. It's fun, man. It is fun. It's a it's a happy little tune. I dig yes, it. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, but we can move on if you got oh, anything else, though. Shit. No, I don't. We're moving on to the next uh, to the next song. What are you giving me? What am I giving you? What are you giving me? Well, I try not to give you this, but okay. It's, it's bad news. Oh God. I know. Okay, this is a cool one. This is a fun, like, little old-school Blink song. Not gonna lie, when I first listened to it at the beginning, the intro, I was like, oh, no. (laughs) We couldn't help ourselves, could we? We just had to make a breakup song, didn't we? And then once the intro ended and the first verse kicked in, I was like, oh, never mind. This is cool. This is really Mm -hmm. cool. Um, So I really enjoyed this one. This was a fun one. Um, you know, it was like they went back almost like they went to their roots with the cure and then they were like, and now we're going to go back to our blink roots with this Mm. one. And it was fun. Almost like something off of Buddha or Cheshire cat. Yeah. A little bit of some old school blink for you. Fuck. Yeah. I loved it. I was very pleased with it. It's nice to have like, like that's just who they are. Like, you know, that's this whole record is just who they are. And I would have been surprised if they didn't have at least one breakup song on there. Mm. Not mm-hmm. not a bad thing. It's fine. It's a really good song. I dig it a lot. It just wouldn't be them without a breakup song. Yeah, dude. <laughs> so it's cool. you know who this is. You know, who this is about, right? As I was talking. Yeah, I was gonna say that I think it's actually about Mark finding out he got cancer. You would assume that. I would now, yes. You would assume that. It's actually about um, Mark's feelings towards Tom when he left the band the second time. Oh! <laughs> yeah, yeah, That's yeah. cool. But That's he, really cool. Yeah, and because I thought the same thing. But then I was like, didn't we already hear a song about cancer? And we I was did, like, yes. wait a minute. And then I was like, well... I mean, he can have as many songs as he want about. He can the whole album could be about cancer. That's oh, yeah. fine, dude. You, you're bound through that shit. You can, you own it. You got yeah, that. You do whatever um, you want to do. Hey, we give you a ten out of ten. Yeah. <laughs> okay. You're not getting anything else. We wouldn't even listen. But ten, easy. Album of the year? Yeah, sure. It's about cancer. Yeah, yeah. You got it. Um, but no, it actually, yeah, it's actually about his feelings towards uh, Tom. And again, this is another song on the album that just shows their growth, where they're both like, "Hey, can we put this on and let's make it?" and they could be there together to do that. It, yeah. Because that's that's huge in what Blink couldn't do before, you know? Yeah, like they couldn't, almost like they couldn't express their, like, you pissed me off, so I wrote a song about it. 
yeah type of thing uh are you watching uh the andy griffith show no why someone is oh it must be my mom i still don't have a door in my i can room. hear it i love oh, the is it a good griffith episode show. I don't know. I don't know. I can only hear the <laughs> fucking. <laughs> I can yeah, only hear the intro it. music. I can't uh, hear the fucking. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That's all I can hear. I do too. Oh, that's I funny. I'm like, where the fuck? Why are you bringing that up, dude? <laughs> His, no, that's great. The drunk guy in the jail, Otis. Oops. Yep. It's fun. Anyway. Ah, uh, uh, yeah. This is fucking cool. Now that yeah. now that I know that, that's even cooler. Hell yeah. Let me let me give you my thoughts. No, I don't want them. All right, cool. Move on to Hurt, because that's yeah, what I am. let's go. Okay. Nope. Fuck off. I'm giving you my bad news. <laughs> uh. All right, so here are my thoughts. So I think the first time I heard it, same thoughts as you. As soon as I heard the first, like, 10 seconds, I was like, oh, boy. Yeah. Rough. <laughs> oh, boy. Rough. Here we go. Then it switches up. So the intro with the drums sound, reminds me, this whole song kind of does, but the intro with the drums sounds like a no pressure to song to me. And I'm curious if he was influenced by Parker Cannon when they had that interview like a when year ago. Drops? And he Is was just like, what? what? Are you talking about when it drops? Was that the interview name? No, 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 no. The uh, uh, No, when you're t- talking about when the, like the, when song? the music drops. Yeah. 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 Just that definitely fast... does. Yeah, that's definitely some no pressure in there. But it's also like I said, like no pressure sounds like blink. So it does. So it's like a balance between the two. But I also think Mark's voice. So another thing, Mark's voice, obviously, we've talked about prior episodes here is how he had to do, you know, relearn how to have his voice and how to sing. And and I honestly, holy fuck, Mark's voice. Like, are you kidding me? Like, this has been crazy. Amazing to hear his voice is on fire. I'd say this is Mark's top song in years, in my opinion. It fits his style perfectly and then my note says wow 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 so i was very excited um it's very fast paced like you said dude my notes as well was vibes of shashire cat and buddha yep uh i also get big vibes of resemblance songs of apple shampoo and josie yep okay uh big vibes on those two songs uh mixed with this overall like i said top song as far as mark's uh, voice and just the creativity and just a really good song. So good news is this is a good song. Yeah, it's not a bad one. No. We liked it. Yeah. So we'll move on. Yeah, we'll, we'll go to the next one, which is this is what Batch does to my butt a lot. He hurts it. This net song is called Hurt. I don't hurt you. Boy, I hurt my butt. No, I you don't. better... I mm, agree to disagree. Fine. Get in there. Okay. All right. Hurt. Hurt. Uh, short song. Short interlude, as it actually is called. This is the 13th song on Blink-182's album. Um, it's the fourth song labeled an interlude by the band. The preceding three are Stockholm Syndrome interlude, The Fallen interlude, and Hearts Are Gone interlude. Hurt interlude is unique in its vocalization, late placement on the album, and lack of obvious connection to another song. Stockholm Syndrome interlude, a spoken narration of a letter by Joan Wally, is a fifth song on Blink's self-titled album. 
and leads into Stockholm Syndrome itself. The Fallen Interlude is a purely instrumental track, also on Blink-182's self-titled album, and transitions from the songs <laughs> Down to Go. Finally, Hearts All Gone Interlude is a purely instrumental track of Neighborhoods and serves as an intro for Hearts All Gone. Cool little backstory there. I... Just going to read my notes because it's it's cool vibe, I guess. Uh, I don't know. It's just interesting. AVA vibes. Yep. I said yep. the batch just reminds me of AVA if Mark was a part of it. Seems kind of odd to put right after the banger-ass song, I, Bad uh, News. I agree with that. I, I thought that too because it, it's like, why wouldn't this? It would almost make more sense to put it before. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like. I'm I'm just like looking at the track list and it's like I could see you putting it after bad news I get I mean no like after blink wave I think it would yeah. fit you know what I mean I think you could end end blink wave and go right into hurt and then go into bad news Yeah because the next song is a very very hardcore not hardcore yeah. but a very the next two songs are heavier on the yeah. blink side and it's kind of confused like it's like heavy Super slow mo, heavy, heavy, and it's like I don't know. It's confusing, man. I, I got like Lion King vibes too. It was just like all over the place. I, <laughs> yeah, I was just all over I, the place, man. I'm not gonna tell them how to do their job, but maybe I don't know. This one, uh, I don't know. To them, it made sense. So that's literally my my uh, my note says. Hmm, I don't know. LOL. Yeah, like <laughs> I, I don't know, dude. I really don't know. I don't. I don't know. This one just is kind of. I think we need we need to call Clocky in for this one. Yeah, I'd like a third opinion. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. He'd give us something good, I'm sure. I'm sure. But uh Well you you see guys, if you're looking at it like this. Oh <laughs> <laughs> would hundred percent do that. I love him. But he's the best. Anyways, he is, dude. He really is. Um Yeah, that's all I got. I don't really have I'm just kind of at a loss. Well, I'm ready for the next one because it's my favorite. Okay, that's wonderful. We'll get into it. The next one is, how do you say it? Turpentine? Turpentine? Which is it? No, you had it. You had it. You is had it, it turpentine or is it turpentine? turpentine. Are you turpentine. sure? Because they, yeah. they say it. Turpentine, turpentine. And then Tom says, fuck. God damn it. Okay, this is Stevie's favorite song on the record. This is a good one. This one's fucking so good. Tom's vocals. What would you say, Steven? Tom's vocals, 1 to 10. 10. 10. That's what I say as well. Just unbelievable. Uh, this is definitely a lot of uh, almost like picking up right with self-titled left off. Ow. Fuck, that hurt. It's okay, dude. We can talk about it. Oh, man, that hurt really bad. Did you uh, fist yourself? A minute. Hold on, I need a second. Did you stub your toe, too? I did this a few weeks ago. I stubbed my toe mid-podcast. You heard me scream. And then fucking, what's that? What the hell am I looking at? A binder? That's, that's my Did you get a paper book. cut? My you get a paper book. cut? No, I dropped it what on happened? my toe. Oh, what's wrong with our toes, dude? We're taking a turpentine break. Yeah, anyway, 
Oh, back. We're back. Yeah, we're. Uh, um, I lost my train of thought. Um, you like the it, song? Yeah, it, it picked up. It, it almost like picked up right where self-titled left off. Like it's just that type of vibe. Really cool. Dig it a lot. Take it away, Steven, because I need to cry. Dude. Oh, yeah, he's crying because he put a book on his toe. He's holding in his breath so he doesn't have to feel me fisting his butthole. Terpentine, dude. Oh, my God. Dude, fucking. All right, first and foremost, the lyrics. Are you fucking kidding me? The fact that this is absolutely hilarious. When I heard this, I had to replay it 16 million times. Soak your clothes in kerosene, cleanse the mind of ketamine, slide your mom on top of me, wash yourself with turpentine. The fact that he slid that in there, no pun intended, and there's other things he says. Oh my god. First off, let's go with that. Lyrics are crazy. The sound is crazy. Wow. Certified fucking banger. Certified. Like blue check marks. <laughs> yeah. Cough, cough. Certified. <laughs> Slaposaurus Rex. Fucking bang me sideways. This is the evolution of Blink-182 that should have been. Evolution. Evolution. The lyrics are amazing. This is a very powerful sound, okay? I want to want to talk about this for a good minute. The sound itself is the depression and motivation at the same time. It gives me this sense of urgency to put my hands in the air and just feel like I can do it. It's like in an orchestrated... Rain. In the rain, dude. Wherever the fuck you want to be. You it's know, like an orchestrated... Oh, hold on, know. let me keep going. Right. It's like an orchestrated fucking feeling of just like empowerment and feeling part of this. This song I feel should be a closer for sure. It's super motivating and beautiful, yet it has such a punk and loud song to it. And the last thing I'm going to say on this, which is hilarious again about the lyrics, the ending is so fucking funny. He yep. says, quit your job and have a dream. Have yourself some ecstasy, blah, blah, blah. Something about dicks. It's fucking... Stick your dick in Ovaltine. Stick your dick in... <laughs> Oh my god, dude! It's it's fucking hilarious. It's uh, it's hilarious and it's catchy. Um, just now, I yes. thought when you were saying about how it feels when you listen to this. Yeah. Down. Down, 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 down. Yeah. Down, 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 the, down. The chorus of down is how this makes me feel as well. Like ah, I got you. Out in the rain. Pouring rain, hands out, looking up at the sky. Mm. That's mm. how the that's that's how the chorus of this. That's how gotcha. down made me feel. That's how this makes <sighs> me feel. Like I can feel that. Yeah, that's oh god, so fucking cool. Just I when you were that, talking dude. about it, I was it just popped. I was like, down. That's down. I feel that. I do feel that for sure. Yes. Yes. Um. Genius has some stuff on here we're going to read for you. Uh, Turpentine describes a man feeling lost within himself and what has become of him. He's unhappy with his place in the world and what will be remembered of him when he's gone to That's cope with the pain. Day of them. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? I do. And, uh, to cope with the pain, he resorts to humor and a variety of substances. The song seems to form a blend of every project the band members have ever worked on, resulting in a new sound that's becoming a fan favorite, Facts. It also features both of some of the most mature and immature lyrics on the album, Facts. Mark made sure the song was going to blow people's minds before it was released, and after release, he gave us an insight on the song on Discord. He mentions the song as the album's feeling this, that this song is everything I love about Tom's songwriting and sees the track as something really special as a fan of the band, combining Tom's idea for the song, his idea for the bridge, and Travis's production. 
I want to say also like Tom taking lead on most songs as vocalist on this album. That has been something I've appreciated because I feel like that's something they didn't do back then as far as like at the beginning when I said they would argue about who was better or one upping each other. I feel like they just found their place and this is another example of that. So those are my thoughts on this song. Gasoline. I like it. Yes. Lots of gasoline. Yep. I dig it. I like it. I dropped a book on my toe. So that rest in peace, toe. Yeah. But shall we get into inside of me? Sorry. Oh, should we get into the next one? (laughs) Yeah. This is yours. No, I just. Oh, it is mine. This is what I. This is what I wish back would do to me. Fuck face. Oh shit! I thought fuck. Okay, yeah. Damn it! My bad. I forgot. I introduced it, so I have to start first. God yeah, damn it! Yes, speak, a thousand damn it. times sixteen billion. Yes, punk. Yes, yes. If you played this, if you you gave me this, you said, "Hey, Steve, listen to this song." But it said unknown. I would never have guessed this was Blink One Two. I wouldn't even have guessed Tom or Tra- I would have guessed literally. I, would have, I don't know. Like end it. Fucking regulate. Like I don't know. Some hardcore band. Fucking it's twenty seven second song. It's just fucking dope. Fuck face, it fucks you in your face. But it's not. It's Blink and it's Travis. He wrote the he wrote a hardcore EP. Uh, he's actually working on, and this was one of the songs, and he put it on the album instead. So this song is actually one of Travis Barker's songs for his hardcore EP. He's working on. Um, An original. It's fucking awesome, dude. And Tom's on it too. Don't know how Mark missed that. Is kind of crazy to me. But this song's fucking dope, dude. Lyrics are so fucking simple. Just shut up and you talk too much you talk too much you talk too much shut up you talk too much you talk too much fucking dude it's punk that's it it's quick it's heavy it's hard it's travis barker screaming one of the three songs that he sings on and this is his favorite and it's badass man if i looked at travis barker this is the type of music i'd assume would come out of his mouth out of his brain out of his body but his body his essence so yeah that's what i got I I agree 100%. This was cool. When I first heard it, I was like, that doesn't sound like either of them. That sounds like (laughs) someone else. And then I was like, oh, my God, is that Travis? And then I saw a YouTube video of him recording it, and I was like, oh, my God, that's Travis singing. That's cool. So I liked it. I like that, dude. I like that you liked it. Yeah, I like that I liked it as well. It was That's sweet. hot. It gets me mm-hmm. turned on. Yep. So, are we ready? Yeah, we got two left. Move along to the next one. Yeah. What is the next one? You tell me. Next one is called The Other Side. No comment. I'm waiting. I'm ready. Oh, every time. Okay. Um. So, this is a cool song. I really dig it. Um, it is actually a tribute to longtime Blink One Eighty crew member and Mark's bass tech, Robert Noise Ortiz. 
who passed away in May 2022. The song not only talks about the impact Robert had on Hoppus and the band, but also mentions other artists like The Cure, which have influenced Blink-182's music. When Robert passed away, Mark Hoppus stated via Instagram, I'm crushed. This makes no sense. We lost a dear friend and family member today. It feels like a nightmare none of us can wake up from. I just talked to you yesterday, and now you're gone. This It isn't right or fair. I'm heartbroken and furious and confused. We all are. Rest easy, my friend. I don't know how any of us can go on without you. Damn. No idea that was going on. No, that's uh, that's sad. very sad. Yeah. Uh, so a cool way to pay tribute to his friend. Um, I love it. I love it. Love that they were able to do that. Yeah, I'm glad that you read that because I had no idea about that. Um, Me either. I think it's a cool song for sure. It's even cooler concept with that being the reason why. I love Mark's voice again. I'm going to keep hitting that, which is something I never would say in previous breakdowns. Um, the music's heavy, man. Again, this song, Mark's way of singing isn't too heavy, but the way the music is played, very fast-paced, it's good, man. It's good. I love it. I don't have too much on it. I almost but... feel like him having to relearn how to sing helped him out. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah like I it almost made it. him a better vocalist. In a way. I think so. I also think he realized that what him, Matt, and Travis were doing was... I think it might have even been an experiment for him where he took lead and he was like, you know what? This isn't really this isn't working. Yeah. yeah. But nonetheless. Oh, well. Still cool. Yeah. I like for it. For sure. Are you ready? Yeah, we got one last song for you guys on this album. Not the deluxe one. I know we said we'd, we'd talk about those songs, but yeah, go listen to them. Yeah, they're cool. One's cool. One's kind of One's meh. cool. One's eh. Yeah. This but, uh, next one is called what? This one reminds me, when I stare into your eyes, dude. Oh? And, and I'm touching your nipples. Yeah. And I'm running around the school. Cool. <laughs> Is that your first time talking? It's the terrorist team talking. Yeah. Anyways, this song's called Childhood. Alright, we have a problem. Because we listen to it. And, and for all you folks, we can't listen to this live and record at the same time. So we start talking about how we feel about this and then we're like what are we doing so anyways <laughs> i'm not a big fan of this song as a whole Me a, at all really it's obviously a completely different vibe it's very poppy um it's got my chemical romance vibes to it yeah um the lyrics are talking about the past and the present be yourself uh, this is a lyric be yourself not imitate thought that was cool I, the part i really love about this song is the ending the harmonization is really awesome and I really think this is a great ending to the song. With everything I just said, I really do think this was a good choice because it is like a song where the curtain will drop. The beautiful oh. low, they got lo-fi vibes at the end as well. Uh, if you listen to lo-fi vibes, uh, it's fucking super into that. I could see this being their last song before they come out for an encore. Um, yeah, those are my thoughts though. Okay. See, uh, I didn't. 
I think that's one of the only things. Well, let me. I didn't like the song. I mm-hmm. liked, like you said, the ending with the harmonizing was cool. I did not like where it was placed on the record. No, no. I thought they could have ended this a much better way. I feel like the interlude in Hurt could have led into this. Mm-hmm. And then they could have ended with Turpentine. Could have been a nice ender to this. Mm-hmm. Uh, perhaps perhaps Blink Wave, if they wanted to be a little, you know, show some more creativity. Blink Wave could have been a way to end it. I understand what you're saying, though, like with uh, it being like the curtain closing type of thing, like this is mm. how they end the show and stuff like that. I don't know. I just I, I feel like this could have been placed somewhere differently. Um, And they could have ended the record a little better. But what do I know? I'm not I'm not Travis Mark or Tom. So. Fuck it. They, they, they did it right. They did it right. I agree, I agree with you, though, in the sense that. I honestly think this would have been an amazing like interlude style, like in the middle of the album. Yeah, I do agree with that. Um, so, but it's not a terrible song. It's just not my cup of tea. No, yeah. So, so. we did it. We did. We did it. That's part three. <sighs> part three. Congratulations. What do we give this record? You know what I'm gonna give it. 10 out of 10? 10 out of 10 for me, man. For the whole fact that this is experimental. Yep. It is a camaraderie of them coming together, not giving a fuck what anybody has to say, doing it themselves, recording it themselves. Travis Barker produced it. No one helped them. They did it themselves. That They're having fun. There's dick jokes. There's seriousness. There's mental health. The music goes from fucking no pressure, hardcore, heavy metal punk, Pop punk, pop, the cure 80s style. It gives you a little bit of everything. And this is just to me, my childhood dreams coming back together. This is a 10 out of 10 for me, no doubt. Obviously, there's biasism in there because I'm a big diehard blink, but I also think it's just a 10 out of 10 in that sense, too, for all those reasons being. So for me, I'll staple it in as a 10 out of 10. Hmm. Okay. You want my Your score? thoughts? I'm going to no. say you're going to give it an eight. Nope. What do you got? 9.5. Hey, that's a great score, dude. Yep. It's not perfect. It's great. That's It's good. close. It's damn yeah. close to perfect. It's about as perfect as it could have been. Yeah. I think if they took out, if they, it, I think it would have been perfect if they moved childhood or took it out completely and hurt didn't really help it either. But other yeah. than that, this thing was pretty damn close to perfect. Yeah. I think the only perfect record we've had, I've had on here is Dookie. Yeah. I think this is my first 10. I think Enema. Not- uh, no, Toy Pads was a 10 out of 10. Oh, yeah. That's a definite. Never mind. Yeah. I have to forget what I say sometimes. I think. Been a du- while. I think, yeah. I think Dookie was my only, like, actual legitimate 10 out of 10. I know I've said other records are 10s out of 10s, but this is that Dookie was like the legit. Yeah. So, um, but 9.5 is not bad. 
pretty good. <laughs> it's pretty freaking good, dude. <laughs> yeah. Um, <clears throat> yeah. So I hope you enjoyed that. And yeah, um, yeah. well, uh, that's all we got. Yeah, we'll uh, see you next week with uh, some uh, the final half of Uno. Uno. Dos tres. Bye. Arrivederci. <laughs>